0: listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to have you with us tonight. And uh, thank you so much for bearing with us. We have had uh, just some Tweaking issues, uh, trying to figure out exactly uh, the best way to do this show. I spent about three hours today Mm -hmm. and uh, figuring out the best way to connect online and stream my show. And I think it's going to be much better tonight than it has been. Um, but it turns out I needed a cord that I don't have. So this is sort of the behind the scenes of a guy who is doing a radio show. Literally, I'm doing this by myself, literally, no kidding. Um, I do have a producer uh, on the other side of the house who is in charge of scheduling our guests and getting them online and all of that. But as far as the technical side of it, I'm really committed to this idea of just a one man show. It makes life easy uh, doing a show from your house. But if you've got to start bringing in a lot of staff into your house, (laughs) not as much fun. I also have to ask you to excuse my voice tonight. I have no idea what happened to me, but I was actually diagnosed with the pneumonia with pneumonia this week. And I have not been this sick in, I don't know, maybe a, a year and a half or two years and, uh, I don't know what is worse, honestly, really a summer cold or a winter cold, but in any case, uh, I think it's mostly behind me. I've got antibiotics in me, decongestant, all good stuff. And I've got my cough button here in case I lose uh, control and have to cough at some point during the show. All right, Jim Paris here with you. The website is christianmoney.com. I am on Twitter. My Twitter name is James L. Paris. I'm over at Facebook. At Facebook, we've got a... A page over there which is christianmoney.com we also have my personal page which you can find me under james l paris and uh a lot of good things over there of course there's the youtube channel you can find me by just searching james l paris at youtube and i do put the show up after it runs live on sunday nights we do put it up on a number of places including youtube stitcher the google play store itunes um several places, SoundCloud. I can't even think of all of them. It ends up at like 25 different sites where it can be streamed and downloaded. So all of that is there for you as well to pick up old episodes. We also stream live on TalkStream Live. We thank our friends there. And the program is, um, we we get a real bonus from TalkStream Live. They run this show every night from midnight until 6 a.m. And so what I do is I put together a playlist every week of some of the very best shows as well as the most recent live show that we did. And we put that up uh, for midnight to 6 a.m. playing. And what is super interesting about that, I look at the stats. We have hundreds of people that listen to this show in the middle of the night and uh, in strange places (laughs) like Russia. You want to talk about a Russia investigation? I should probably be investigated uh, for having ties to Russia because so many Russians listen to this show I don't know why, but if you're listening in Russia tonight on the replay, God bless you. It's good to have you with us. Reach out to me, Russians. Uh, Send me an email, jim at christianmoney.com. Let me know what in particular is of interest uh, to a Russian person about this radio show. Uh, In any case, there's your latest conspiracy theory. Tonight's sponsor, as we continue to do the show Uh, primarily commercial free we sneak in one little commercial at the bottom of the hour which allows us to get the guests lined up but tonight's uh, sponsor bitcoin Us. this is a special workshop that i put together it is completely online i filmed several videos explaining how to get started with cryptocurrency and bitcoin step by step And we also have a discussion group, so you can actually go into the discussion group and ask your own questions. Other members of the group, of the class, will will chime in as well as myself. So all of this is there for you. It is uh, a great workshop, very affordably priced, and uh, it kind of takes my book, the 90-minute Bitcoin quick start, takes my book to the next level. For those that want more of a hands-on, interactive approach, check out tonight's sponsor, BitcoinWorkshop.us. BitcoinWorkshop.us. Now, tonight we have a special guest, and I'm really excited to have him in particular tonight uh, because we're going to talk about Tony Robbins in the first hour here in our first segment. And uh, I'm going to bring Tony Robbins up with our special guest as well because his book is called Game of Gods The Temple of Man in the Age of Reenchantment. And I'm really interested in this whole positive thinking, motivational movement, which honestly has kind of gone off the rails. I mean, this used to be Norman Vincent Peale, just positive thinking, set goals, be excited about your future. I'm I'm on board with all that. That's all great. But then when you get into this idea that you yourself are a god, that you can do anything that you believe you can do, This is where a lot of this motivational stuff is going to, and it's also going into a real dark spiritual area as well. So we're going to be talking about this book, which we'll be getting into this. Uh, I love the subtitle, The Temple of Man in the Age of Reenchantment." So Carl Teichrib will be here with us in our second segment, which will be coming up in about 25 minutes, so don't miss that. All right, a lot of things in the news today. The most interesting story in the news, I just saw this, I'm not kidding, I just saw this five minutes ago. I've got a lot to get into in my 25 minutes here tonight. The most interesting story is this story from ChristianPost.com, which I I did not pick this up today at all. Uh, It says here that President Trump made an unannounced visit to McLean Bible Church this morning. And the pastor there, David Platt, brought Donald Trump on stage and prayed for him. And today, I guess, is a day of prayer, as suggested by Franklin Graham, a day of prayer for the president. And uh, imagine that. You're sitting in church, and the president of the United States comes out onto the stage. This was totally unexpected and uh, apparently was a surprise visit. I'm not really sure how much of a surprise, honestly, it could be uh because the truth is when you are uh when you're dealing with the president and the secret service and all the security and all of that i'm not really sure how much of a surprise it can really be because they had to have some amount of secret service protection all right uh, so the president just popped in that was exciting news uh what else is going on i'm not sure which of these two stories i want to go to first um both of these stories are equally bizarre. I think I'll start with a Kenneth Copeland story first um, because that probably hits home a little bit more directly uh, for us Christians. And there is a video that has gone viral and you, you can find the video, just go on YouTube and type in Inside Edition Kenneth Copeland and it is just surreal First of all, I didn't realize how old Kenneth Copeland was Kenneth Copeland is i guess eighty two years old now, but he is ambushed by a young reporter, which by the way, he refers to her as sweetheart he refers to her as baby it just just really odd uh, but in any case, uh he is defending in this video he they they basically come up i think they come up on him right right at his uh near his airplane i guess near his uh his parking spot where his airplanes are stored at uh some small runway they come up on him with the camera and the microphone the young lady she uh starts quizzing him about why he has three private jets and apparently he just bought a private jet from tyler perry and uh the, the private jet, you know, these, these jets are, I mean, millions and millions of dollars, but in any case, he has three private jets, three of them. And he defends this vigorously. He defends this uh, vigorously to the point that he gets angry. Uh, He, his face goes into contortions. He then tries to explain uh, some of his comments about flying on airplanes uh and and being on an airplane is is demonic and how if you are a pastor you can't be among the demonic things that happen on airplanes on commercial flights if you're a pastor and you're heading on your way to uh to do a uh, uh an appearance and and he tries to defend having three private jets but i have to tell you it is just surreal just surreal and in my humble opinion, uh, is one of the most embarrassing things for Christianity that I believe I have seen in a very, very long time. Uh, so check that video out. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts, your reaction. Uh, drop me a line at jim, jim at com. Let me know if you agree or disagree. It is interesting. Whenever I post something about one of these televangelists, whether it's uh, – I don't even want to mention any of the names, but you know the big names – where they've done something nutty like this, there's always a few people that come on my social media and rise to defend these individuals. I, I'll never understand it, but they, they do it. In other words, it's like we don't really care what they've done; it doesn't matter. We're still behind them because they are a minister, quote unquote. And you just have to wonder. I mean, three private jets. And he needs three private jets, according to him. And uh, I thought it was just a fascinating interview. He was obviously not prepared to be ambushed like that. But uh, I think it's good. I think these guys are not above being questioned. Um, They are to be accountable to God's people, in particular the donors to that church. But then when we think about it in a larger context, that when uh, a church or a nonprofit organization like this is operating, they are benefiting uh, by getting a tax deduction, uh, by offering a tax deduction to those who make donations. And that, you know, obviously, you know, is a subsidy. So, our country, the United States, offering tax deductible, you know, nonprofit status to these people is, it's part of our culture. I mean, I know we do this, but should we not as a society then be able to question, does a nonprofit Organization that's taking advantage of the tax system through tax deductions through tax deductible donations, do we not have the right to question something like this? you know three private jets you know i i I just don't get it all right, and then we move on uh from that strange video which i I considered excerpting it and playing some of the audio on the show I decided not to do that because I want you to actually go watch the entire video because I know if I excerpted it, I would get comments from people saying that I cherry picked sections out of it and it wasn't fair to the Reverend Kenneth Copeland. So we're not going to do that, but we're going to tell you as the listener, go check it out. Just search for inside edition and Kenneth Copeland and you'll find it. It is uh, just an incredible, (laughs) unbelievable uh, video that is going viral. Okay. Okay. Speaking of videos going viral, uh, Tony Robbins did not have a good week. And apparently uh, his publisher has dropped his upcoming book, which was supposed to come out. <laughs> Excuse me. A little cough break there. His publisher has dropped his upcoming book, which was supposed to come out, I guess, in a couple of months. And uh, Tony Robbins has kind of reinvented himself. As a, as an investment guy, a money guy, his last book was about money, and this next book was going to be about money, and I guess it was co-authored with a financial advisor. And Tony Robbins was a part owner of a financial advisor with this guy, and uh, all that has come apart. So uh, the stories are, you know, circling around. I don't know what is true, what is not true. I did see one disturbing video. Of Tony Robbins, it looked like a very young Tony Robbins from many years ago, using the N word in one of his seminars, not actually calling someone that, but like making reference to it repeatedly throughout this part of his seminar. It it was really surreal, Uh, but apparently there are other videos of Tony Robbins um, not showing. Uh, what would be, I would think uh, a a normal amount of grace and understanding to women who have undergone abuse. That's at least the allegation that he sort of takes this tough love approach with, with women. I don't even know if that's the right way to describe it, but, but sort of like get over your problem that you were in an abusive relationship, Uh, you know, move, move ahead. He's that kind of a guy. And, and I know for some people, that kind of encouragement uh, or admonition may work, but it's usually not the case. It's just not sensitive. And enough of that has kind of circulated to where uh, Tony Robbins is, he's, he's lost, I guess some, an ownership position in an investment firm, his book, his new book is canceled and other things are happening with him. And, you know, Tony Robbins is an interesting guy. I mentioned this on my show some time ago that I actually had an opportunity probably around 1990, I think it was, to spend a day with Tony Robbins. And he actually contacted my office. And at that time, I was working for financial author Charles J. Givens, and I was running his financial and investment firm. And Tony Robbins contacted my office and I was assigned to meet with him and he was seeking investment advice. He had just made a tremendous windfall of money from his infomercial and was looking for advice. And I picked him up at his hotel. It was uh, a Saturday morning. He was staying at a really high end hotel near SeaWorld because he was going to be doing a big seminar there the next day. And... I picked Tony up at his hotel. We came to to my office, spent a couple hours at the office talking about his money and his investments. We went to lunch. He was a perfectly nice man and uh other than having trouble fitting him in my my little car I was driving at that time a Saab, which is a smaller car, uh only a two-door car, and he, this guy's he's a giant. I I don't know how tall he is exactly, but I'm thinking like Six foot seven or something like that. I mean, and he's not just tall; he's big. Like his hands are like twice the size of a regular person's hands. He's a giant man. I thought he was perfectly wonderful. I I, I really enjoyed my time with him, and he was a gentleman and polite and humble and and all that. Um, but you know, his seminars. I I think for me, and I did go to his seminar. He gave me a free ticket to go to his seminar. And, uh, he actually brought me up on stage at one point in the seminar. And, um, you know, I think though that a lot of this positive thinking stuff that, you know, I had no trouble with it, you know, back in the day, again, Norman Vincent Peale, that sort of thing. Um, but, but now we're, we're at a point where it's almost like what these motivational people are saying is you are your own God that you can just, whatever you can envision, Whatever you believe will happen, will happen. And I I get that to some point, okay? But a lot of Christians have been really drawn into this as well. And there is an important concept, I think, as a Christian, that we all have to be cognizant of, which is God's will. You know, I mean, as a Christian, we subscribe to the idea that God actually knows better what we should have than we even know for ourselves. So as a result, you know, we may approach God in prayer for a job that we want or maybe a real estate. We're trying to buy a house that that, we hope the deal goes through. We're praying that we get the house. Well, I can't tell you how many times I have prayed for things. I have hoped for things that I'm so glad in hindsight didn't happen. You know, business opportunities that I prayed that would go through that didn't. And then I found out later that probably wasn't a good business opportunity for me. That wasn't a person I should be in a business partnership with. A real estate deal that would have turned out to be a disaster later. Uh, so, you know, the verse I like to look to as a Christian is Psalm 37, 4. And it is delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So I think that's the perfect real combination there of of our you know as christians ability to want things and set goals and all of those kind of things i don't have a problem with any of that but i think we have to ultimately say it's up to god it's up to his will for us and i think if we take it any further beyond that it, it almost becomes like a form of witchcraft that if you say the right words and you're committed enough and you're focused enough and you internalize it, you can do anything. And they do nutty things like this walking on the bed of hot coals, which uh, is is kind of a hallmark of Tony Robbins' uh, big events that he does around the country. And apparently people are able to walk on hot coals, which if you don't keep your feet very long on any given spot, it's not really – there's nothing really magical happening. It's just that you're moving – fast enough that your feet are not pressed against the hot coals long enough to actually get burned. There's nothing supernatural happening. It's just physics. And any of us, you can kind of, you know, take your finger and you can light a candle and you can move your finger through the flame. But if you hold your finger over the flame, then you're going to get burned. So the idea of walking those hot coals, I know it's a scary thing. And maybe that's the point is that it's an opportunity to overcome your fear because, walking on the hot coals, you're not going to get burned unless you were at the event in Dallas where something went wrong. I don't know what. Maybe they used the wrong coals or whatever, but uh, people actually did uh, get burned. Some people did at an event in Dallas. Uh, Tony Robbins walked the hot coals event uh, in Dallas. I believe that was last year. Okay. In our last five or six minutes in this segment, I want to talk about, what's going on in the cryptocurrency markets i want to start though yes bitcoin is going great but i want to give you like a little inside idea here a little insider tip and i spent some time today doing some trading in my own cryptocurrency and there is one cryptocurrency in particular that i actually um i got interested in it when i wrote my book the 90 minute bitcoin quick start i got interested in the uh this coin in my research, I I learned about it, never heard of it before. And I got interested and I bought just a small amount of it. And at that time it was around two cents. And tonight it's around seven cents. I didn't buy very much. I should have bought a lot more, but today I moved money where it's more substantial. The amount of money I have in this and the coin is called Raven coin. And you can buy it on one of two exchanges You can buy RavenCoin on either Bitrex or Binance. Now, Binance is an exchange that happens to be based in Japan. Um, I believe it's in Japan or Hong Kong. It might be Hong Kong. Uh, So some may feel uncomfortable with that. So if you want a U.S.-based exchange, you can use Bitrex, which is based in Las Vegas, Nevada. Both of those exchanges would allow you to buy RavenCoin. Now, Ravencoin just this week is up about 25%, and to give you a little bit of a background on it, a lot of these coins, I'll be honest with you because I'm not a, a super you know technical person, I don't really understand functionally what these coins are all about. I can tell you that uh, Ravencoin is an open source blockchain project that specializes in the creation and peer-to-peer transfer of assets. Now, they do this with tokens, and there's a lot of different applications that this can be used for. However, the most exciting part of it is that um, both the Bitcoin Foundation and also um, Overstock.com has put multi-millions of dollars into this. Now, Overstock.com is an early adopter of cryptocurrency. They not only accept Bitcoin as payment, but they also hold Bitcoin. A lot of the Bitcoin they receive as payment, I believe half of it, they hold it. So they're actually long-term holders and investors in cryptocurrency and are really the first major retailer to um, really adopt cryptocurrency like they have. So they know what they're doing, and they're really interested in this Raven Coin, and have put millions and millions of dollars into it. So, you know, that's enough for me to say, hey, there's something to look at here. Um, Ravencoin is up uh, this week 25%, um, looking at the uh, most recent price, just, just over $0.07 cents right now. And like I said, um, it, it's been as low as – I got in at like two cents, and I think that was around maybe a year and a couple of months ago. But this is one of these coins where it you know it doesn 't take a lot of money. I mean, you think about back in the day if you had put a hundred bucks in Bitcoin back in two thousand and nine you'd have over two hundred million dollars today now i don 't know if that same opportunity exists with any coin today, but I do love the idea of everybody owning a little bit of Bitcoin but also a little bit of some of these other Really small coins, um, where you can take, you know, fifty dollars or a hundred dollars and buy a bunch of this. I mean, it's only seven cents, um, so you know you could get what thirteen of these for a dollar. I mean, so so run the numbers. Um, I can pull my calculator out here. If you wanted to, you know, just hey, I'm going to do this as a speculative thing. I'm going to take a hundred bucks, and I'm going to put it in here. You could buy fourteen hundred. And twenty eight Raven coins for a hundred bucks, which would get you involved. And and you'd have fourteen hundred of something. And you know, just think, what if what if it went up to ten bucks? Then you got a hundred and forty thousand dollars. What if it went up to a hundred dollars? Now you've got over a million dollars. I mean it just you can start Getting excited and crazy about it? You know, I, I, who knows what's going to happen? But I, I do like the idea of getting in on some of these cryptocurrencies at these super low prices. All right, so Bitcoin, where are we looking at Bitcoin tonight? It is at $8,708. And um, it, it's, it's had a kind of an up and down week. Um, it, it's, it's dropped some this week. So if you take a look at a seven-day chart, we're, we're really about where we were seven days ago. However, the good news is it it had a substantial drop midweek, but it's eaten up all of those losses and is back where it was. So we're in a position now that a lot of people are expecting us to break through 9,000 on Bitcoin, maybe in the next couple of days. But where the really big, exciting point is, again, is 10,000. Because once Bitcoin hits 10,000, it is widely believed, and I agree with this, that it's going to make major news in the mainstream uh, press, and that 's when you get into what we call fear of missing out f o m o that 's when you know money magazine and c n n and all you know all the mainstream uh press start picking up and talking about bitcoin what is it it 's at ten thousand dollars again they start telling stories about people who got in when it was a few pennies, and all that excitement begins to build up, and then you deal with the psychological issue of fear of missing out you know that is I don't want to be somebody that misses out on this. I want to get in. And that's when you have people buy the millions, start plowing money in maybe just a hundred dollars or $50, but it brings the everyman, the general public into the marketplace. And that's where I think the next major move is for Bitcoin. All right. We've got a great guest lined up tonight. Carl Tykrib is here. The book is game of gods. We'll take a short break and we'll be back with our guest after this. Stay tuned.